Hurts lost it for Smith. It's a touchdown. Devontae Smith. Welcome to the Saturday Air Raid, part of the NFL Lab Network. I'm your host, John Robertson. With me is my good friend, it's Dan O'Connell. How are we, Dan? Right, I'm good. It's been a little while since we've had to sat down and had a chat. I missed last week, unfortunately, so it feels like it's been forever. How'd you guys go last night? Oh, it was good. Wow. We had a good chat, so yeah. Brad was like, we'll try and keep it under an hour, about 45 minutes, and I think we just went <laughs> over an hour, which is standard for us. Not too bad. We'll, well, hopefully we can blitz through this. We've got preseason week two, just sort of a quick look back at the rookies that we liked and things that we saw that we liked as well. But can't do the show without bearing lead at the top. College football is back this weekend. Week zero. I could not be more excited. I know. And you think about the, like, the games this week, uh, it's called the cupcake schedule because yeah. all the big teams have fairly easy games to start off with. So that's mm. why it's week zero. But it's just the fact that college football's back. And like, I don't care who's playing, I'll figure watch it all. Yeah, of course. Can, so it's just exciting to have actual football games back. Like we get preseason, we get college football, and then it's just another step closer to week one of NFL. Um, and we are going to see Notre Dame, which I'm I'm pretty excited for, seeing Sam Hartman out there, even if, even if it is Navy. Um, apparently, Navy have covered like six of the last nine spreads. So that could be something to look forward to. That one's going to be in Dublin. Um, so a bit early for us. But, uh, I mean, it's got to be said, Caleb Williams and USC could not be more excited to see yeah, that. It's going to be, I think, a massive season for USC. I yeah. think Caleb Williams couldn't win the Heisman again. Has that happened before where someone's won it twice? I can't, I couldn't think of it. It has. I'm trying to think if it was Tim Tebow with the last one that did it. Did it twice. Wow. That'd yeah, be impressive. Um, like other games to look forward to as well. I think Vandy and Hawaii might be semi interesting. I mean, they're about the same sort of area. San Diego State's good fun to watch. We're not sure what we'll see from. Uh, Ohio. Um, and then look, I know it's Florida International and Louisiana Tech, and they're not both not great teams, but because they're both not great teams, there could be something there. Anything uh, could happen. Yeah, it's one of those ones. Yeah, exactly. New Mexico State as well. So there, there's a few good options, but yeah, the Sam Hartman Caleb Williams show should be fun to watch. Um, we'll, we'll report back on it potentially next week. Next week, we've got a huge show. Well, we'll to about, that's for sure. All right, let's jump into what has been with preseason week two. It started off with uh, Cleveland and Philly ending in a tie, but still exciting nonetheless. I had a uh, over bet on Tanner McKee over 110 passing yards, which did hit. So I was happy to see him out there. Marcus Mariota didn't look great. No. Will we no. see him this weekend? I think it's... I think he's going to get very close to the point where he may not even be QB2 there this year. I think Tanner McKee is going to win the job, to be honest. I think he's on the verge of taking it come week one. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball as well, quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson, man, he looks fantastic. It's always fun to watch him, isn't it? There's a world in which I would love to see uh, Deshaun Watson sustain some sort of injury and Dorian Thompson-Robinson come in. And just the show. <laughs> see, I like that I can say that about Des- Deshaun Watson. can't say that about anyone else. <laughs> Hope they didn't get injured. <laughs> can't say yeah, that. They, I don't know. Like You look at... Ryan Thompson Robinson and just the way he stepped in, how long is it before he starts to get like obviously he's a rookie, so and he was a late round right. pick. But right. when he's playing the way he is, he's gonna want opportunities before too long. Yeah. So Cleveland have got a good backup on their hands, that's for sure. Uh, on the same side of the ball, Cedric Tillman looked good again. Two catches, 50 yards. It's nice to see. Uh Austin Watkins, seven catches, 139 yards and a touchdown. He lit it up that game. Game, yeah. You didn't see that coming. Um, and then Schwartz was there as well. David Bell had his always one catch for seven yards. Always good to see from David Bell putting in. Uh, back on the Philly side of the ball, it was so not too many receivers from the rookie side of things. But Alameda Sakis took a nice catch. Had a few targets as well. Um, I remember them talking about him on the telecast, saying that you get someone like he was a starter. 
like wide receiver two in Atlanta last year. Yeah. And now he comes to Philly and he's wide receiver four at best kind of thing. So yeah, he's a good just player. Another as well. depth piece for Philly. Yeah, I think he got injured in the game, so he had to leave. Or was am I thinking week one? I might be thinking week one. No, I think it was all good last week from memory. All right, nice one. Let's jump to the next day. We had Carolina and the Giants. Uh, gee, not too much to take away on Carolina's side of things. How, have you found Br- Bryce Young over the first two games? I think he's been okay. Like, he hasn't come out super high level yet. Sure. But that offensive line for Carolina, they need to get something figured out pretty damn quick. Yeah. Because they need to protect Bryce Young, obviously. And Brad and I were talking about this in his show. And a lot gets made of Bryce Young's size. Yeah. I think he's going to be fine size-wise. I don't think it's going to be that much of a concern. But they need that offensive line to stand up and give him time. Because he can process quickly, but without that time, he's going to struggle, which then means the team struggles. So they need to get that figured out real quick in the next week or two. Yeah, and maybe they could see that, just the three passes, the three completions for 35 yards. What I will say is, I mean, those three passes, they did look very good, and it was sort of like it was nice to see. But, uh, yeah, not uh, not looking too great over that side of things. Uh, any of the receivers, Jonathan Mingo took a pretty nice uh, 15-yard catch into traffic took on some tacklers, kept moving the ball. That was really nice to see. Yeah, they didn't give their main guys a lot of work, but yeah. Shea Smith stepped up as well. He had a big game. Yeah, Shea Smith. I've got him on my day. Smith, sorry, yeah, I'm, so... I'm refused to drop him. <laughs> He's just one of those guys who gets an opportunity, he puts up points, so you hold on to him. But you look at the Giants, and yeah. Daniel Jones actually is looking really good. Yeah, he, like, does, he does. Last year, first season with DeBall, he didn't have a massive season passing-wise, but you could see the improvement in his game, and it looks like he's taken another step this year as well. Yeah. So maybe uh, – I still don't think that contract was worth it, but maybe it'll be not as bad as we thought it was. Even Tommy DeVito, like the 9 of 11 for 88, he put together a fairly nice second game as well. That's uh, just a fun name as well. <laughs> DeVito and <laughs> He's fun to watch. Uh, Eric Gray did have the touchdown, but probably a, less, a lesser impressive game this time round. But man, uh, Jalen Hyatt, gee, they're making him a bit of a centerpiece, aren't they? Yeah, I wasn't high on him coming in. Yeah, neither was I. So it's interesting to see how they're using him and how they're yeah. going to use him in the season. Yeah. Because he was kind of a one-trick pony out of Tennessee. Yeah. But if they can actually start to get him running actual a decent route tree, Yeah. then... Being a third-round pick might actually pay off for them. So I think I wasn't in on him because of the buzz that he was getting as a first-round pick. Yeah. I just never understood. So going in the third round, not so bad. So it's good to see him develop, I think, a little bit more of a route tree. Yeah. And Bryce Ford-Whedon, two catches, 24 yards as well. I just feel like I have to mention him as well. Uh, Even though we might not see too much of him through the year, but you never know. You never know. Uh, They've got some issues with their wide receivers Getting yeah, a bit as well. So yeah, you never know who's going to step up for them. That's it. Uh, moving to Cincinnati at the Falcons, and uh, the internet went abuzz, ablaze to see Bijan Robinson taking on the second team defense of the Cincinnati Bengals. But it was still nice to see. It didn't take him long to look good either. That first carry of his, yeah, showed everything you want to see. Yep, as did his reception that he sort of broke more tackles and went around the side. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how many drives? We saw him on, what, one drive, two drives? But I don't think carries. he had a second drive. I think he only had one drive. I watched bits and pieces of that game, but he didn't play an awful lot. Yeah, I was watching it live sweating because I was on. I had some bets on the Falcons. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man, I need help. Uh, four carries for 20 yards and a, a catch on that. Yeah, on that drive was was nice to see. Tyler Algier, one carry for – he just came in for a little bit. I thought I saw more than him than that. Maybe yeah, he didn't not. do a lot of work, did he? So yeah, I think they're just trying to keep him all healthy in the preseason. I don't think they're trying to give him too yeah. much work. Desmond Ritter looked good. He did. The interception was a bit unlucky. Yeah, the, I mean, that, look, that was not his fault. Yeah, you look at this – if you're just going off box score, you're like, oh, okay, it's a yeah. decent sort of game, but he's thrown an interception, no touchdowns. Yeah, you would have like, missed Like that. you said – Unlucky interception. He could have had a touchdown to go with it as well. Yeah. So I think it's a step in the right direction for him. Uh, similar from Cincinnati again. We didn't see much of them to take away in week one. We didn't see much to take away from in week two. I was watching late into the game. I was watching all the way to the end. And I um, I think it was Chase Brown's off. Oh, shit. Now I can't remember if it was Chase Brown or Chris 
Evans. There was someone playing like well into the fourth quarter who did look fairly good moving the ball, but oh, it was Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones is who I'm thinking of. Because I was looking at Chase Brown was nine carries for 18 yards. Chris Evans was seven carries for 15 yards. And I was like, no, nah, that doesn't sound right. No, they Charlie they Jones, four catches. Two for yards a carry yards. between them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, he might be sort of like a nice sort of late round flyer to to take a chance on there. Could be. Never know what will happen there. Yeah. Um, I was also watching Andre Yosevich as well, which I know Brad is quite a fan of. He had, I, I kind of just felt like he had one impressive catch. And then yeah. outside of that, and that was like game on the line type stuff as well from Jake Browning. It was that final drive they put together to tie the game was, or I think it was to take the lead, actually. It was very uh, un-Jake Browning-like, I'll say that much. <laughs> Pretty poised. Pretty boys. Now, I didn't see too much of the next game, Jacksonville or Detroit. I was watching closely Tank Bigsby, who, gee, he looks good. He is. You'd be getting nervous about ETN soon. I'm not worried about ETN and like, I, I'm not the kind of person to be like, oh man, I hope Tank Bigsby's bad because otherwise Travis, if he's good, Travis ETN will be bad. I Like I want them, I want everyone to succeed at some point. Unless well, I think they'll complement each other well. I think they'll I think work they well together, yeah. I think they will. And I, I'm not sure why people keep saying though they're going to bring Bigsby in for this like goal line role when he's smaller than Travis ETN. He also at Auburn, like he... My comp for Tank Bigsby at Auburn was Travis Etienne. Like, they're the same style of player. They get to the end they go. The, thing, the size thing comes down to you go by the measurables. Yeah. And Tank Bigsby's that little bit taller, but that little bit uh, less weight to him. But you yeah. look at them side by side. Yeah. And I think Bigsby just looks more solid, not by much. And Etienne's not small, but he just looks a bit more solid. And I think that's where the whole goal line thing comes from. And then you combine that with ETN not being efficient in the five-yard red zone area last year. Yeah. So I think that's what it all comes down to, basically. And Bigsby's shown that he can succeed in that role. I understand. I actually think think it's a placebo that's playing on people's minds. I think that they hear the name Tank Big, and in their mind they just assume that he's this big body back. I think he's big, yeah. I'm telling you, man, they're the <laughs> fucking same size. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, the goal line thing doesn't make sense outside of the lack of efficiency from ETN last year. Yeah. So, but I think they'll split it between them both come the red zone. I don't think it'll be one or the other. Yeah. Now, someone I am interested in uh, from the receivers is uh, this Parker Washington guy who oh. I didn't get to get my dynasty league. I was shattered. Um, but I've heard some good things about him. One catch, 15 yards and a touchdown. Did have a fumble. I didn't catch that part though. So Yeah, I didn't see all of it. So I was, we were going through the division last with Brad. Yeah. And we we're talking about Jacksonville and I brought up Parker Washington because I loved him coming in. Yeah. And then he landed on the Jaguars and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Of all places, yeah. he's going to be buried on the depth chart. But... I think we'll see them use him fairly, I wouldn't say regularly, but I think they'll try and carve out a role for him because he can do a lot mm. of different things. Yeah. So, yeah, I like him. you got to be patient. If you're looking at him from a fantasy point of view, I think you can pick him up from waivers pretty much everywhere almost. But yeah, he's he might even think about coming next couple of years. He might even just be their younger version of Jamal Agnew that they want to bring in and sort of, be a bit, I hate to say, gadget guy, but like be yeah. kind of like gadget guy for them. Yeah. Uh, on the Detroit side of things, we didn't see any Jameer Gibbs, didn't see any starters, didn't see Jameson Williams, just not really too much to take away. We were looking closely. I was looking closely last week at Antoine Green, but he just had the lowly catch for 18 yards. Uh, outside of that, yeah, really nothing to take away. Teddy did not look good. No, no, I, th- I don't think they're too worried about the preseason there. No, and that's, that's the thing I got in my notes for my betting show is that Detroit just do not care to win. There's some teams that just do not care to win it, and Detroit is yeah. like leading that race. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, it's the Vikings who are leading the race, but Detroit's close second. All right, let's jump to the Dolphins who were at uh, Texans. I did catch this because I've been watching CJ Stroud closely because he's my guy. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, uh, definitely a massive improvement from week one. Yeah. And when I say really good, I'm not talking like, oh my God, like he's lights out amazing. But yeah, massive improvement, like you say. Uh, seven completions for 60 yards. Yeah. And I thought he just looked clean, polished. He's sort of like that pocket passer, pinpoint accuracy kind of guy that we wanted yeah. to see. 
He looked like he settled into being an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Oh, how holy shit! How good did Will Anderson look? Okay, so well, we on that sack of his, then. on that sack of his, yeah, I have no idea what the hell they were thinking. Yeah, because from the start of the play, it looked like it was a bit of a high snap, high snap to um, Tua. Was it Tua at that point? Yeah, Tua was still okay. in. Yeah. So it was Tua still in, and it was Salvin Ahmed, the running back. Yes, yeah, Salvin. He sort of had that split second where he's looked up at the ball because it was a high mm. snap, and then he's come down to take a hand, like fake handoff. Yeah, and he's got Will Anderson steaming at him, and he's just no chance at all. Yeah, and you can't have Will Anderson having a free run at the quarterback. Like you just can't do it. So, yeah, but he did. No, it's good to see him get off like that and get after right. it. Um, from the receivings, I was I was upset to not see Tank out, Tank Dell out there. Uh, but Nico Collins looked pretty good. It was nice to see him running the first team offense. Uh, yeah, they need a big year from him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think. Like, is yeah, it's weird to say that he is like the number one on that team. I just kind of never would have I thought think that he has would to be because Robert Woods isn't that anymore. No. And then you've got Mechie and you've got Tank Dell. So I think Nico Collins, by default, is the wide receiver one. Yeah. I think it's going to be Tank, man. Oh, come mid-season, I think 100%. And yeah, it could no. be from the get-go. On the other side, we didn't see any Mike White, I don't think. Um, Devon A-Chain was looking good up until the point where he ripped off a huge run, got picked up by a defender and then thrown to the ground. <laughs> and now he's... <laughs> Injured his shoulder, shoulder issue now, so yeah, he's going to miss time. So it's not what you, one of the reasons. Like, see, I, I, yes, sorry, you go. No, not what you want to see when everyone's concerned about his size and workload. Yeah, and then just seeing him get ragdolled like that. And I, yeah. I don't actually know if that was where the shoulder injury came from. It looks like it was, but they're saying it wasn't. I think. Oh, are they okay? I think that's just trying to hide the fact that that's what happened. Yeah, but no, he looked electric on that run, that big run of his. Yeah, his man. speed is phenomenal. Yeah, it's awesome to see. He's like every bit the part so far, including the injury. Uh, Cedric Wilson looked good, I thought, as well. Just a quick shout out. And uh, the other one, Eric Uzikama as well, is having a good preseason. Yeah, it's good to see him stepping up a little bit. Yeah, I had I kind of thought he might take a step back after his rookie season last year. But no, he, they've uh, been utilizing him well in the preseason. Yeah. So next game on the card... Oh, yeah, Skylar, sorry, Thompson, Skylar Thompson as well. He's starting to look like he can be that sort of backup quarterback where I hmm. Yeah, 15 and 22 for 157 and three. Yeah, I, I think so. Um I'm surprised they didn't play Mike White because Mike White looked very good against Lanner in the first preseason game. But uh um, to find out why they're kind of keen to see what they've got in Skylar Thompson. Mm. So it looks like he's going to be, looks like it might be QB2 for him. So we shall see what happens next week, how much yeah, they we'll play see. both of them. Now moving to the Bills who went to the Steelers. Uh, and this game, I mean, the first quarter was electric. We had Josh Allen out there. We had Kenny Pickett out there. Man, Kenny Pickett's looking good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I had been saying all offseason, I think Kenny Pickett's going to take a big step forward. He looked really good. Three uh, completions, 43 yards, and the touchdown. But, man, that touchdown was very nice to uh, – I think it was Pat Frymuth was the one who yeah, caught yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Warren ripped off one 62-yard <laughs> run as well, which was nice to see. Almost broke Twitter, that run. Yeah. Are you are you concerned about Najee? Are you in the concern camp? Um, I wouldn't say I'm concerned because I've never been massive on Najee. Uh, okay. I just – I think it's just all volume-based for him. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to lose that much volume, to be honest, even with Jalen Warren looking good. Yeah. I, so I, I still think he's going to see enough volume to be okay, and especially in fantasy drafts now. He's sort of dropped down a lot. Yeah. So you're not taking him in that first or second round now. Not even yeah. close to that now. So. Yeah, I think people are, are okay with that. I'm I'm okay with that as well. Uh, now, the Steelers' standout receiver has been Calvin Austin. He did just have the one catch on the weekend, but, man, he's very good in punt returning and special teams. I'm enjoying yeah. seeing as well. He set up that uh, good field position as well for that touchdown. Yeah, they ripped off really quickly. Um, and it was also really nice to see Mike Tomlin on the side just, like, getting completely amped up with him. <laughs> uh, I think they really like him. I think he's going to make the team. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. Sort of like what maybe their answer for like Ray Ray McLeod, who they've had in the past, is like this electric special teams guy. Yeah. Um, from the Bill sides of things, anything catch your mind? I'd love to know what you think about James Cook at this point. Um, 
I didn't see too much of him because I was flicking back and forth in between stuff. Yeah, in his name. So I didn't see an awful lot of him. Yards. So I don't think we're going to see, like, get a really good gauge of how he's going to go this year through the first month kind of thing. Yeah. I think it'll be they'll try and see what they've got in Damien Harris as well. Mm. So it could be a bit of a slower start for James Cook. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how they use both of them and just how that offense works in general now. Yeah, he's one player I'm off, to be honest. I've been off. For a while, I know people are getting really excited about him. I'm just like watching him at Georgia. I just don't see it in the NFL, personally. Yeah, he needs to make some big improvements in a lot of key areas. Uh, now, Dalton Kincaid, my guy, he looks good as well. They're using him on like some very nice option round slant routes as well. And he's catching yeah. everything. Three ca- uh, receptions for 45 yards with a long of 21. Yeah, the fact that they're going to move him around everywhere, it seems like. Is a massive bonus for him. Yeah. So I'm keen to see how he develops and how quickly he can develop as well. Because if he can step up and he's almost going to be that second kind of option in the passing game now, I think. Yeah. Because I don't think Gabe Davis is going to be that trustworthy option behind Stefan Diggs. Yeah. So I think so as well. I think that they might start phasing Gabe Dave out. Could be. He's going to be that. They're going to, he's that big play kind of guy. He's not that consistent guy. So if they can get that consistency out of Dalton Kincaid as a sort of pseudo wide receiver, then they can do a little bit more with Gabe Davis and not rely on him to be that volume guy behind Stefan Diggs as well. Yeah, I'm going to look very closely out this weekend, this coming preseason week three for Khalil Shakir because I've been holding him for a long time as well. And he's an electric player. I really want to see him make the team put it together. Yeah, be interesting how they use him. Didn't see him last week. I think he's been dealing with an injury. Uh, now, from the Bears' cold side of things, I didn't catch too much of this game as well, um, mainly because of the time zone. But I think both yeah, both teams didn't start their starters at all. No, there was a lot of backups. I didn't teams. even really bother with this one. Yeah. Nothing. I will say what I saw, Gardner Minshew looked good. Oh, yeah? Always fun watching him. Uh, yeah, I love him, man. You, you never know what you're going to get. It's always an adventure. I love him. Maybe I should go back and watch it. Roshan Johnson, seven carries for 32 yards. Their Deontay Foreman, they just haven't been using too much. I did hear really good things about Tyson Badgen. Nine of yeah, 10. Apparently, so I didn't see him play all that much. I was kind of distracted other things while I was on in the background. Yeah. But yeah, from what I've heard, he looked good. Like He looked comfortable in the NFL, so... Yeah, I and I never saw him in college. He went to Shepherd. I have no idea where that is. <laughs> no clue. I've never heard of that place. I've heard of it, but no idea where it is. Or yeah, good for him. Now, do we need to talk about the uh, Indianapolis Colts starting running back Evan Hall at all? I'm, I'm excited for him. Uh, yeah, okay. I was say, can have. I'm finding it hard to get excited about him. So if you could <laughs> hype me up, that'd be. Nice. I just think they can. He's a decent runner, but they can use him in the receiving game a lot. Mm. So I think that's where his value is going to be. Yeah. So if, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I don't, I can't see them trading him this season. I just don't see a team going out and giving up what Jim Irsay is going to want. Yep. So I think he's going to, like, when he does get used, they're going to use Jonathan Taylor an awful lot. Yeah. Thinking this is probably his last season there. But I think Evan Hull can carve out a pretty big role in the receiving game. And I think he'll be a good safety role for Anthony Richardson as well. And just quickly, Josh Downs was looking good. Two catches, 20 yards. I think we'll probably see a bit less of Juwan Winfrey in week three. I'd love to see a bit more of Josh Downs, see what they've got in him. Um, but he's been. Yeah, he's two, he only had two catches, but they were two big catches because they yeah. were third down catches for first downs. Yeah, beautiful. Now, moving to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers who were playing the New York Jets. A bit lackluster as well. We didn't see, interestingly, we didn't see Baker Mayfield at all. And then he won the job. So they'd seen everything they wanted to see out of Kyle Trask, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm still so scared about that quarterback there. Yeah, man. I've always, like... I'm not a Baker truther. I've just always wanted Baker to do well, no matter where he's gone. It just it just hasn't panned out the way. And the reason I, I mean, this might be a slight tangent. The reason I feel that way is because, like, you look at Josh Allen and what he's been able to do in Buffalo with that really tight, strong coaching staff. You look at the same with Lamar Jackson and, um, you know, Jim Har- John Harbaugh and that coaching staff. Like, they've always managed to piece it together. And I'm a strong believer that, like, 
quarterbacks that go into these systems is and these organizations that are really well put together, yeah. they're destined to succeed. And yeah. Baker had a different offensive co- coordinator or head coach every single year that he's played football. And I, yeah, I, I really feel like it's not fair. wasn't ideal for him to come into that situation. Yeah. And I think his personality yeah. is, I want to say it's that brash personality. And I just think with that constant turnover all the time, it just didn't sit, suit well at all. Mm. for him to settle in at quarterback in the NFL. So I don't know if he's got that situation in Tampa now as well, but at least he's got a couple of really good receivers there. So we'll see what happens, but I'm not expecting big things from them. Uh, Now, Zach Wilson did look good, which was nice to see. Um, Just on the running back side of things, so Israel Abanaconda looked pretty good as well as uh, Sean Tucker did some really good things as well in there. I think they're they might have something there in Sean Tucker because I remember week one I was watching as well. He had a, he scored a really impressive touchdown that ended up being called back seven yards though. The only reason he went undrafted was because of his health concerns. Oh, that's right. You love Sean Tucker. I, I am a massive Sean Tucker fan. Yeah. I think he's going to have a massive role in that offense. Yeah. Yeah. Love to hear that. And then on the receiver side of things, there's two guys who really stand out on both teams. On the Jets, it's Jason Brownlee. He's been having a very, very good preseason. Again, four catches for 50 yards. Trey Palmer had a really nice catch. One catch, 33 yards and a touchdown. But I've been hearing really good things about Trey Palmer in training camp from all the beat reporters. And apparently yeah. the team really, really loves him. Yeah, if he can if he can become that third wide receiver for them, mm. then that's a good start for him. Because like you said, there's a bit of buzz about him coming out of training camp. Yeah. So now moving to uh, the Patriots and Packers, I was disappointed. I don't know about you to not see Malik Cunningham out there at all. I'd kind of hoped after week one that maybe there was going to be something there for him, but uh, it's looking less likely now. They were playing him out again at wide receiver, but it's just really not where I want to see him at all. Um, any thoughts on Malik Cunningham on your side? Yeah, I was, I, it would have been interesting if they actually finished the game, if they used him later in the fourth. Because mm. they ended up, oh, was it Isaiah Bolden that got injured? Yes, it was. And yeah. So yeah, and so they ended up just calling the game off at that point. So yeah. I don't know if we saw because I think there was still ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, was there? I couldn't remember how long there was. Yeah, I think it was about ten minutes to go. So okay. it would have been interesting to see if they did give Malik Cunningham any sort of reps at quarterback later in the fourth quarter. So we won't know now, obviously, but uh, we might get to see him a fair bit in the third game. If they're not going to start Mac Jones and then not give Bailey Zappi too much time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like to hear that. Now, uh, the wide receiver battle going on between Keishon Boutte and Demario Douglas. Both receivers had two catches. Uh, Boutte had a really nice 49 yard touchdown. Oh, sorry, 42 yard touchdown, uh, which was a, it was a really nice route that he got open on. Demario Douglas, just the two catches for 17 yards as well. But like, I feel, I feel like people are either one or the other, but no one's both. I feel like only one of these guys is making the team. Yeah. I think there's so many opportunities. The New England Patriots depth chart at wide receiver is nothing flash. Mm. So I think they can both make the team. Okay. So they didn't do themselves any harm in this game, just gone. That touchdown by Boudet, like you said, it was a good route. Mm. And it was just showing a bit of that, like that skill that we know that he's got. Uh, on the Packers side of things, I'm, you probably got a few thoughts here. I thought Sean Clifford looked really good again. Jordan Love looked really good again. Uh, how are you feeling about your quarterback room at the moment? Just calm. Just let it play out. <laughs> are you touching? I'm actually super excited about what we're going to see from Jordan Love this year. Yeah. I've been trying so hard to keep a level head about it. Yeah. And I'm not expecting him to just 4,000 plus yards out the gate. 35-plus touchdowns, but I just think he's looking so calm and poised in the pocket as well. Mm. And we saw early in that game, Josh Myers had that botched snap mm. that they turned the ball over. Jordan Love didn't get on it in time. Like Even last year, I think if we saw that in the preseason game, I think Jordan Love would have just struggled to sort of come back from that, even though it wasn't his fault. Yeah, I think we would have seen him really struggle to just settle into it after that. Whereas he turned around on the next drive and just looked super poised. And the offensive line outside of Josh Myers, who is doing my head in, <laughs> the offensive line is really giving Jordan Love that time to be able to process what's in front of him. And that's without David Bakhtiari as well at the moment. So yeah. I'm expecting good things, 
maybe not greatness just yet, but you can see a lot of positives within Jordan Love at the moment, and it's exciting for a Packers fan. And I'm keen to see how we go when the lights of week one come on. Look, as someone as a as a Seahawks fan who had to endure the thought of either Geno Smith or Drew Locke up until nearly a year ago today, it's not a great feeling. But I can tell you. Once you start to see like, oh, wow, Gino's actually not too bad against Denver. Oh, Gino's actually not too bad against the Falcons. Oh, actually, Gino's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changes all of a sudden. Oh, hang on a minute. This is working out pretty well. Yeah, hang on a second. We've got something here. Now we can turn our attention to other positions. <laughs> now, what's the uh, what's the deal with this Emmanuel Wilson guy at running back? I did not know anything about him coming into the draft. So he's an undrafted running back. He's sort yeah. of come from nowhere now. Yeah. And he's doing a lot of good things. Obviously, his stats are really good. Yeah. But there's a lot of talk about what Matt LaFleur wants him to be better at. And he wants him to get better at his conditioning and then see him on special teams as well because that third running back is going to need to play special teams. Yeah. So they need to see that improvement from him. I don't see the Packers keeping more than three running backs on the roster. Yeah. And I think they really like Patrick Taylor. Okay. So I think it's an uphill battle for Emmanuel Wilson to like make the fifty-three, but it's maybe practice squad kind of guy. They should be able to put him on the practice squad. I don't see a team sort of picking him up. Yeah, at running back, so I think they'll be able to put him there and just have him on the practice squad for the season, hopefully, because I'd really like to see him stay. But he's just been really good to watch. And just quickly, you've also got to be feeling good about your receiver room compared to where it was about a month ago. So Dubs is looking good. Jalen Reed had a really impressive touchdown catch as well. Musgrave is looking pretty good as well. Like there's a few people starting to come in. I liked Luke Musgrave coming out of college from what we've seen from him. Mm. We just didn't see an awful lot because he suffered injuries. Yeah. But I liked him coming in. I just didn't know how quickly he was going to be able to get settled in the NFL. Yeah. They look like they're going to use him an awful lot. Yeah. Like he could actually be super fantasy relevant this year, which I didn't see coming at all. Yeah. I thought Tucker Craft was going to be the tight end that you'd take a dart throw on for this offense for this year. Yeah. But I don't know. It looks like Luke Musgrave's going to be that main guy at tight end. No. He looks really good. There's exciting things from the Packers, and I'm starting to think they're kind of like a low-key bit of a value as a pick, maybe, maybe, maybe to win the division, only because the other teams are so kind of like whatever. It'll be interesting. The Vikings don't have as much luck as they had last year in those tight games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could see them drop down to like nine wins, ten wins. Yeah. I think the Bears team is still bad as well. Yeah. How are Detroit going to go as being, I guess, sort of seen as the division favourite? Mm. With but Minnesota like, now. Is their defense any better? So, no, I thought, I've always said if Packers can get to eight wins this year and Jordan, loves look, Jordan Love looks good, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. I mean, it's a massive mindset change at the moment, obviously, yeah. for Packers fans. But if we can get to eight wins and Jordan Love's looking like he's going to be the guy for the future, mm. I think that's a successful season, to be honest. And, and this is exactly where I was last year. You know, I was saying if the Seahawks can get the number one pick, I'll be happy. And then it turned into, holy shit, if the Seahawks make the playoffs, I'll be stoked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it changes your mindset of where you see your own team at. So, yeah. And I think that's what the Packers are going to be this year. Yeah. Uh, now, one quarterback who I was upset not seeing, we're looking at Tennessee, who went to Minnesota. We didn't see any of Will Levis. It was all Malik Willis throughout that game. Um, and... I thought for the most part, uh, like, he didn't look too bad. He looked very competitive. Just the 10 uh, completions for 85 yards and a touchdown did have an interception, which was a bit nasty. But the 11 carries for 91 yards was was good to see. Yeah, I think they really want to see what they've got in him. I yeah. know they drafted Will Levis, but I think they really need to see what they've got in Malik Willis as well. Yeah. So I don't know where they stand against each other for the QB2 spot. I'm not sure which way they're going to lean at the moment. They could, if Malik Willis is looking okay, they could have him as QB too and just let Will Levis sort of settle in, settle into the NFL, learn as much as he can. Yeah. Before, I guess, putting him in a position where he's going to be stepping into games as that QB too. So I think it's a big opportunity for Will, uh, Malik Willis actually to take that QB two spot and look like he'll be yeah. somewhat serviceable in the NFL, which. After last season, we didn't think that was going to be the case. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, now, the running back side of things, move over Bijan Robinson because Tajay Spears, man, he's looking fantastic through two preseason games. Seven carries, oh, no. 57 Jeez. yards and a touchdown with a hurdle, mind you. And it was awesome. <laughs> he's looking good. He's looking very he's, good. He's breaking off big runs as well. I had a chance to draft him in my uh, rookie uh, rookie draft, and I chose Will Levis over him just because he's a quarterback. Like, of course, I'm going to go the quarterback every time over a yeah. running back, but I'm starting to regret that. I <laughs> uh, didn't see too much from the pass-catching side of things for Tennessee. And then, as I was saying before, Minnesota, we never really see anything from them in the preseason. We didn't even see my guy, Nikhil Harry. No, he's not my guy. <laughs> dealing with an injury there's just like that i'm looking through all these names and i'm trying to think because i was watching the game as well just nothing to take away from this no no excellent so we can move on to the chiefs and the cardinals kick us off with your thoughts on now our, our boy clayton tune please okay so if it is not time for clayton tune yeah. now i have no idea what the cardinals are doing yeah he just he looks good he looks so much better than Colt McCoy. Yeah. I can't imagine them sitting there going, okay, we're going to start Colt McCoy. Yeah. There is absolutely no point whatsoever. So I think more and more likely you and I can be sitting there week one. Cheering, cheering him on. on. I don't even mind that he's on the Arizona Cardinals. I'm happy to cheer him on uh, <laughs> for success. Like I was saying, I want everyone to succeed. And Clayton Tune, he's been looking good. He was throwing some really nice pinpoint accurate uh, passes as well. Like, I mean, his his quarter quarterback grading is like whatever, but I think he's been doing some really really nice things, which is good yeah. to see. We did see as well a bit of Keontae Ingram had a fair bit of work in the running and the passing game as well. Yeah, um, yeah. If they can step up as that RB two behind James Connor, then that'd be massive for them as well. Yeah, I would really like to see that. Just looking through their receivers because I was also watching this game. I don't remember seeing too much from anyone else um if we move to the chief side of stuff as well now they had something like 14 was it 14 different players catch a pass yeah they went through everyone <laughs> and Rasheed rice was the top of that eight catches for 96 yards yeah he dropped that yep. first pass from home in week one and he's never looked back is he gonna take over sky Moore on the depth chart and be i guess sort of that guy behind travis kelsey that they can look to yeah i mean i've never been a sky Moore guy so I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. I think they got um MVS involved as well. Yeah. But I think my biggest takeaway from the Chiefs offense was just how bad the Cardinals defense is. But <laughs> like, I think yeah, the Chiefs I know. they gave four quarterbacks a bit of game time. Yeah. And they all look bloody good. So <laughs> <laughs> it's massive concerns for the Cardinals defense. Shane Bouchelle was 10 of 10 for 105. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're letting Shane Bouchelle have yeah. a game like that, things are not looking good. Blaine Gabbert, seven of eight for 120 and two. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like, and I thought the Cardinals defense looked good week one against the Broncos, who were giving it all their might. But uh, no, they uh, turned back into a pumpkin. <laughs> so a few good things. Oh, I did just want to give a quick shout out to Clyde Edwards Alaire. I think that it might be time for people to start taking him a little bit more seriously again. I don't know about you. I think he gives you that sort of little bit of hope and then yeah, they get to the regular security. season and they're like, yeah. yeah, okay, we're done. We're not using you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Like, let's move on to the Broncos who are in Santa Clara. Uh, now, I didn't catch too much of this game on the Broncos side of things. Was there anyone in the Broncos that really stood out to you at all? I know they were playing Russell Wilson for a bit, but it was mainly... Jared Stidham. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think there's a lot other than no. Javante Williams. They're looking to get him involved in the passing game straight away. Yes. Four catches, I'm, 18 yards. Wow. I'm pretty shocked how he's looking at the moment, to be honest. Mm. I thought it was going to be a rough season for him coming back from that injury, but yeah. he looks like he could be pretty good to go from the start. The um the other thing, so just turning to San Francisco now. So we're talking about this quarterback room. Brock Purdy's been named the starter. Sam Donald today named the uh QB two, and Trey Lance is on his way to being traded. So any any well wishes for Trey Lance in that regard? I honestly hope he gets out of there yeah. any sort of way possible. Just get yeah. him off the team. It's not yeah. a good spot for him anymore. It's clear that Kyle Shanahan doesn't want him there. Yeah. So I think just the I don't know if someone's going to go out and trade for him. Like, 
It's tough to see because what are San Francisco going to ask for him in a trade? Yeah. Like they've got no value. They've got no leg to stand on as far as value goes for him at the moment. So I don't know. It's a tough situation for Trey Lance. I feel bad for him. I feel really bad for him. It's just the career has not gone similar to what I was saying earlier with Baker Mayfield. It's just kind of, it hasn't gone the way he wanted. And then, I mean, he hasn't helped his cause as well, but he gets kind of like never, I feel like they haven't really given him a decent chance. No, I think that injury last year was the worst thing that could have happened to him. Yep. It was just such awful timing because he was a starter and then he got injured, obviously, and then that was it. So, yeah, he had a decent game, though, in this one. Yeah. Like, he showed. I thought he looked a fine. A bit of promise. So, I thought he looked absolutely fine. Yeah. And getting him to like rush the ball at all. Obviously, they don't want him to get injured in that yeah. regard. Well. Yeah, I think there's a few landing spots that you can just sit him there and hope that you coach him up and just give him opportunities for reps in practice. Yeah. Which he's not really going to get in San Francisco now. So I think the sooner he's off that team, the better for everyone involved, to be honest. So let's turn to the Raiders who went to Los Angeles. And uh, do you have many thoughts on PFF's highest graded quarterback through two weeks of preseason in Aiden O'Connell, this time 11 of 18 for 163 and two no picks. He's over 360-something passing yards I mean, two games. With the last name O'Connell, are we shocked that he's looking really good? <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been hanging on to that one for? All the time. Ah, good. As soon as I saw him at Purdue, I'm like, he better actually turn into something here because I'm getting a jersey. Yeah, I don't... Look, I didn't watch too much Purdue last season. I know that they did come up in times yeah but he didn't look like too much but he's been looking damn good yeah i'm pretty surprised at how good he's been looking to be honest i i'm not Um, i can say i'm surprised because i was really high on him coming into the draft as well or sorry into the uh training camp um i really see a world in which jimmy garoppolo gets injured and he's just the starter for them oh 100 yeah 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 Especially with how he's been looking, he just looks poised. He looks settled. So we all know the history of Jimmy G as well. So yeah, we could see a quarterback change there pretty soon. I think so. Um, now on the running back side of things, so Zamir White was actually looking pretty good as well. They trotted out Damian Williams, who they've just sort of picked up, but I thought he was a bit average. Um, and then from the receivers, not too much to report from the receivers. I thought that I thought I had a note on one of these guys, but I do not. Did you have any thoughts on those guys? Not really, because I didn't see an awful lot of the game. I just sort of caught highlights. Yeah, it's true. And to be honest, I was actually on the Seattle game anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's hard to try and catch as many as you can in the preseason, so... Yeah, from LA, there's really never anything to report at all for those guys. Stetson Bennett was out there, 15 of 24 for 142 and an interception. Apparently, Ronnie Rivers is looking good, and there's a few bit. I hear that he might make the team. Yeah, okay. I think it was good to see Quinton Johnston have another good game as well. Quinton Johnston. No, no, for the Rams, sorry, Rams. Oh, the Rams. I thought, oh, I was Chargers, yeah, silly. But, okay. yeah, there's no. nothing to report on the Giants side, no. on the Rams side anyway. The Rams, no, that's it. So <laughs> Let's jump to the greatest team in the world. We had uh, the Seattle Seahawks who are hosting the Dallas Cowboys in our inaugural preseason matchup game that we get. Uh, we did get first team from the Seahawks. We saw Geno out there. We saw Tyler Lockett out there catching passes as well. Um, Zach Charbonnet looked very good. Three carries for 31 yards with a long of 29, and that was a damn good run. That might have been one of the best runs from the weekend. Yeah. Drew Lock, man. Drew Lock's looking bloody good. <laughs> the, I think yeah. they're happy he's looking good because they could end up getting some trade value for him. No, you're, you're all wrong, man. Like, you've got to get in tune with uh, Seahawks Twitter. There is a steady drumbeat for once Geno's gone. We're, we're, I think we're more than happy to just, put, like, continue on with Drew Luck. Once Geno's gone, are they looking to get rid of him in the next year or two already? I, I, would, I would think so. Like, I think that depending on how this season goes, like, if we go really well again, sure, we might keep him for another season. But there's nothing stopping us from moving on from him at the end of the year anyway. So we'll see. Um, as much as I love Gino. I think if they move on from him, they'd be looking at a younger quarterback in the draft instead of Drew Locke, personally, from my point of view. but Yeah, but we've just never been in that quarterback air range is the problem. No. We were we were this year. That was, like, the first time. <laughs> I think it was a good thing they didn't end up picking one, though, to be honest. Uh, now, Jackson Smith and Jigba looked very good in his uh, long 48-yard catch. Shame it couldn't turn into a touchdown, but he did break his wrist on that play as well, which was unfortunate. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate that we may not see him week one now. 
Yeah, but look, it's against the Rams. I'm not too. Yeah, I think about it. Like, you look long term. You're not worried yeah. about. You want to come out and win, obviously, week one. But you're not going to yeah. risk him early in the season coming yeah. back from this. So no, I was happy with how all my Seahawks looked. They looked really good. Um, saw a bit of Noah Fant out there. He had a nice catch. Jake Bobo. Jake Bobo. Actually, that's a good point. I should actually be talking about him because he was running routes with the first team offense. Yeah, he was looking good as well, which is nuts to say. Yeah. It's just another option there for them. And if like JSN is out week one, we could see him actually step into a decent role come week one. Yep. Yep. So, he could step into that JSN role. Yeah. Cowboys uh, did not look very good. It has to be said. Deuce Vaughn, five carries, 14 yards, but he did get that goal line touchdown. Um, but outside of that, I didn't see too much. And I was watching this game. I didn't see too much on the Cowboys side of things. No, nah, nothing really to get excited about. Yeah, two catches for 22 yards for him. Jalen Tolbert did have four catches for 66 yards. I thought he caught a touchdown as well, but I must be thinking of week one. No, I'm thinking of that highlight from training camp. Never mind. Let's move to the Saints at Chargers from the next day. And the fact that uh, Jameis Winston is not a starting quarterback in the NFL is such a damn shame. What is yeah, he doing? He's just infectious. I really want him to step back into a starting role again. Yeah. How is his agent not like, yo, let's get out of the New Orleans and go somewhere where you can start? And I think they had the opportunity to as well. Yeah. I think they're not staying in New Orleans, obviously. So, yeah. But no, it's interesting. He must be happy there, obviously. So, yeah. I think that's part of it as well. And Jake Hayner as well. He looks pretty good. He was like, he was really that Fresno State team. I'm going to be interested to see how they go this season without him. But uh, he's looking good on the Saints. Yeah. Nice. Hey. Nice third option there that obviously yeah. after this year, you'd look at him as your QB too. Yep. Because obviously, yeah, I can't see Jameis Winston hanging around with David, uh, Derek Carr there as well. Yeah, I think so. Kendra Miller was back as well from his injury. 10 carries, 23 yards and a touchdown. Not ideal, but I'm not going to read too much into that one. No, it was just good Perry. to see him back. Yeah, just good to see him back. A.T. Perry continues to shine, man. He's one of, I think he's been one of the standout receivers from preseason. So Brad and I talked about this in the division breakdown. Yeah, tell me. I had him a late third, early fourth round pick. Mm. So for them to get him in the sixth round is a massive steal. And I think he can step into a really solid role this year as well. And especially, we don't know what we're going to get with Michael Thomas. Like, who knows? He's looking good when he's on the field. So maybe A.T. Perry steps into that battle for the third wide receiver. Yeah. But if anything happens with Michael Thomas, I can see like Rashid Shahid steps up and then A.T. Perry then comes up as well. I think he could have a massive role this year Mm. for them. And he's a good player. I like him a lot. I've definitely grown on him. Like I honestly thought he was just a kind of like another David Bell type, sort of one of those receivers. Like, oh, yeah, he could look really good. And then just does nothing through the regular season, which look, and it could be the case, but I think he actually looks better than that. He looks the yeah. part. Yeah. The Chargers side of things, there was really nothing to talk about again for the Chargers other than we saw a lot of Eastern stick and like probably too much. I don't know why they weren't playing Max Duggan. I'm assuming that he's going to get the full game this coming weekend. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see him get the full game, like as much of the game as possible. Like we know that Eastern Stick's going to be the backup there. Yeah. So I think just see what you've got, see what Duggan can do out there. Yeah. Oh, now there is one player I'm extremely excited about on the Chargers, and that's Darius Davis. Three catches for 24 yards, just along a 10. But the quarterbacks have been looking through uh, to his way through the first two se- uh, preseason games. He's been like pretty electric in, in the way he catches the ball and moves about. And I've, yeah. I've picked him up of waivers in my dynasty league. I'm very interested in him. Yeah, you've been hearing his name a lot. So mm. see what he, get, what he does come week one. Hopefully he's got a bit of a decent role there as well. And as you were saying, Quinton Johnson, three catches for 37 yards. He looked good as well. Yeah. I think he's put to rest any concerns he had over catching with his hands instead yeah. of body catching. I think he's sort of put that to bed now. Yeah. Which is good to see. And then the final game of the weekend. And I'm going to be honest, this might be the most exciting preseason game that it ever was to be. And it did actually, I think it helped the the fact that ESPN was calling the game and it was uh, Troy Aikman and uh, Joe Buck as well, sort of like added to the energy of it. And it was prime time. (laughs) And we saw Sam Howe. We didn't see anything from the Ravens side of things. But oh, wow, Sam Howe looked fantastic. 19 and 25 for 188 and two. 
in what a half of football? Yeah. I, How did I he get the fifth round, man? He's definitely solidified himself as a starter there. Yeah. And I think before this game, I thought like we talk about what quarterback could be benched first. Yep. During the season, I had him pretty high up as being that option with Jacoby Brissett behind him. Yeah. But if he can play like this come week one, week two, and that sort of thing, then they've got something there they can work with. Yep. And I think I didn't see all the game, all these passes, but I think there was a lot of sort of checkdowns as well, which you look at Antonio Gibson, all of a sudden he could be used in the way that they should have been using him from the start. Yeah. So he's going to be... I hope, a good weapon for Sam Howe. Yeah, so Antonio Gibson, three catches for 10 yards. He was used in the passing game. He also caught a touchdown as well. And then four carries for 15 yards. So they are going to him a lot. But they are also going to Brian Robinson. But they're using both of them in different ways, but in the yeah. same sort of volume of use of um, yeah usage. Yeah. Eric B. Enemy. I think he's having fun with those two guys. Oh, 100%, yeah. Jahan Dotson just continues to look amazing. I think he's actually reached the point where in redraft he's now going ahead of Terry McLaurin, if I didn't if I heard correctly. Uh, I think it'll be very close. Or he's right there. He looks fantastic as and, well. Yeah. I like Terry McLaurin, but from a fantasy point of view, I've felt that Jahan Dotson's gonna leapfrog him. Yeah. And we could see it real soon. And what was he? I think it's a turf toe for Terry McLaurin. Turf toe. No. So yeah. That's something that can linger as well. Yep. So that could affect Terry McLaurin a lot this year. I was going to say, I think it will linger through the season as well. Turf toe doesn't just go away no. unless you actually like stay off your, your foot. Yeah. And look, you kind of feel like turf you're toe, like, oh, whatever. That's not a major thing. But yeah, geez, it's, yeah, p- players struggle with it a lot. Yeah. Players in the NFL really seem to struggle with it. Um, Jahan Dodson, also, he's 23 years old. Terry McLaurin's 27 years old. Like he did come into the league a bit later. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we might start to see that as well. So, I thought it was like mostly some pretty positive signs from uh, Washington outside of the defense. And they can um, hold their hat now on the they've broken the Ravens' uh, preseason streak. I was uh, on the Commanders as well. I had a few bets on them to win outright, and I'm Ooh, nice. well, I'm well aware that uh, they the the Ravens hadn't lost a preseason game in like seven years, and I just I yeah. felt man, I felt like tonight was the night, <laughs> or that night rather. Yeah, called it. Well done. Called it. And then on the Ravens side of things as well, Zay Flowers looked fantastic. He He's starting to look like he might have even been, I don't want to say the best receiver in the class because we've got Jackson Smith and Jigba, but he is right there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He's just, that route running ability of his is yeah. second to none almost. And his decision making as well when yeah. he catches the ball in space and then his yards after the catch ability. It's all there. Everything you saw from college is there so far. Um, yep. We'll see what happens with that. But I think they played, what, the Eagles week one, and then they played just played the Commanders. So we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, now he's looking fantastic. That is it. That's all 32 teams, my friend. Another week of preseason done. Another week done. One more to go, which will probably be in the midst of by the time that you're watching or listening to this. And then it's uh, season starts. But, man, college is here. There's going to be a lot of players to look at. I'm very excited. Any final thoughts from yourself before we go ahead for this this coming weekend? Any preseason we're games reaching, you're looking at? We're reaching the point of the year now where there's just not enough time in the day. Oh, yeah. So you're trying to catch as much as you can and you've got college starting and then you yep. NFL starting up and you're like, how am I going to be able to watch everything? So yep. I wouldn't have it any other way, though. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. And so next week, as I was saying, we've got a really uh, fun, exciting show for you. We've got 53 players that we are surprised did not make the 53-man roster from all 32 teams. We're going to be similar to this, just like rapid fire, like can't believe this, can't believe this, but it should be a lot of fun. We're talking about the preseason games as well. I'm looking forward to it. If you're still hanging around, please like and subscribe this as well. It also really helps us as well. Leave a comment if you can and retweet. Um, Until then, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll see you next week. Goodbye for now. See ya.